The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us with the custody queens, yeah, you can count on us with the custody queens. It's an amazing Saturday. I'm producer Cam and I'm here with the custody queens, my favorite blondes. So we have a very special show today. We're going to go over all the emails that I get in over and over and we finally get them answered. You ready girls? I'm ready. I'm ready. I I love these shows. I love answering questions. I know because inquiring minds want to know. So <laughs> feel free to ask us anything, personal, oh, professional. They do, they do. <laughs> and I sift through them and I pick the best ones. So there you go. So Most if we're not if we're not <laughs> answering your question, it's because it wasn't the best question. Well, it went through me, the gatekeeper. So, um, but how about some notes to our younger self first? Just a little, yeah. you know, tidbit for our listeners to give some advice or if we shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah, I, I have a great one. I've actually been thinking about this all week because there's so many things. Big Kristen would love to tell little Kristen. But okay. my note to my younger self is the words you speak to yourself become what you believe. So choose your words wisely. That's so true. That's, yeah, right? that's really good one. If you can at a younger age start, you know, with your confidence and the way you speak to yourself, the grace you give yourself, the patience, then when you put it out to the universe, you're set when you're an adult and you're not trying to figure out all the things you screwed up as a child. I think that's really important too because we hear so much critique from everyone else. Like at a minimum, you need to balance that. You need to be able to fight that with something. So imagine being 12 and being able to look in the mirror and saying, I am good enough. I am strong. I am smart. I am going to do these things versus what most, you know, teenagers go through is they have self-doubt. Can they do this? They may not have the support, but teaching yourself at a young age to believe in the words that you say to yourself is, I think, very important. I think that's important, too. And I think it also goes to what you say a lot about how you talk to your children, because I mean, something that just sparks my memory is growing up as a kid, my dad always told me you could do stuff. And I remember like actively being like, he thinks I can do that, but then I just do it. Like he'd be like, you're not tired, you can go to soccer, you can do it all, you know? And I'm like, "Eh, I don't think I can, but because he would say it, I would just kind of like manifest. And then I was this very productive athletic kid. So I, I think that that's very helpful. Be kind to yourself. I think praise, praising yourself from an early age. And there's so much to see on social media that makes you compare. Mm -hmm. And that is really the downfall. So if you can find the good in yourself and really realize that you are good enough, it's so, so important. That was a really good one. Yeah. And thank you. And, you know, I always tell people and Sam and I talk about this, too, is that you can't take care of other people if you yourself isn't whole, right? So it's like when you're on the airplane and they say, you know, put the mask on yourself first before you do it for your children. And most of us moms are like, no way, I'm always gonna save my kids. But if I don't believe in myself and I don't have confidence and I don't show my family, you know, how strong I am, then I'm also teaching my kids that 
they may not be good enough. Yeah, and, and if you don't put your face mask on on the airplane, because I do read the safety manual, then you, you might do. be unconscious, and that's why you then can't help your kid. <laughs> I'm sure you've memorized it, she like the family has. code Footnote, section subdivision book. Oh, 2G. I tell everyone, shh, shh, be quiet. Uh, we got to listen to the stewardess, and we got to listen to whatever. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. (laughs) Whatever. Um, And yeah, listen, if anyone is surviving a plane crash, it's me. I I know it forwards and backwards. I have no doubt. Yeah. I believe in you, Sam. I believe in me too. All right. Cam, do you have one or is it the the confidence? Well, I just say if I could tell myself as a child that is appropriate here to tell myself as a child would be don't procrastinate. Uh, you know, with schoolwork or just you don't want to do something, just do it and get it over with. I try to tell my daughter all the time, if you do it and get it over with, it's out of your head. You have more free time. Just don't procrastinate. And you don't live in that period of, of worrying and doubt. And, you know, it's the uh, when you don't when that feeling of uncertainty is always 10 times worse than just doing whatever it is. I think it's heavier. It it, it is. heavier on you. You live in that, oh my gosh, everything can go wrong. Oh God, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do this before I can do that. And then you do it and you're like, damn, I feel so much better. Yeah. Sam, what's your, what what do you tell baby Sam? So baby Sam, but equally tall Sam. Um, I would say it's kind of what Kristen was saying. Uh, I would tell baby Sam, Comparison is a thief of joy. Now, I don't know. I didn't make that quote up, so I don't know whose quote it is, but thank you for allowing me to steal it for today's show. But I think it's so valuable um, because we compare all day long, and that's always setting yourself up for failure. So I think it's something to consider, especially as a child. You know, there's a difference between looking up to someone and, you know, thinking this is what you want to do with your life or who you want to be and feeling like if I'm not that person, then I'm less than that. Yeah, and remember, this is a big tip just for family law in general, is social media is unhealthy in a lot of ways, and especially for children. So, you know, just my little mom tip, lawyer tip is, you know, really monitor what your kids are seeing on social media, how much time they're spending on the devices. Because, you know, when you go on Instagram and you see, you know, another girl the same age, or they see that girl who might be thinner or prettier or has a better hairstyle or a better outfit, humans automatically start comparing themselves and you know i was telling my daughter the other day she was comparing herself to someone on her soccer team and i said we can't compare you to this person we can only work on you because you know you it's you and stop comparing yourself to everyone else because you have a gift that other people don't have so really work on that at a young age you know children going through where they children that have parents going through litigation or a divorce they sometimes get caught up in the social media in this fantasy world and it can be very toxic and very unhealthy these were all really good notes to younger self all right cam so hit us up all right i have to put on my readers because it's that time in my life Okay, our first one is from Debbie Debbie from Torrance, and she wrote in, Hi, Queens, love the show. Okay, here's what ha- is what's happening. My son came home after my ex-husband's weekend. My son said his new wife is mean to him, and he is scared of her. When I confronted my ex, he said she has rules and doesn't let him get away with murder like I do. I know I am a softie, but he is genuinely afraid of her. My son is five. What can I do? Thanks, Kristen and Sam. 
Well, the first thing that I was thinking before you even got to that part of the sentence is that stepmom has rules. Um, and going from one house to the other it and going through a divorce or litigation is a lot on a child. They Children like what's safe and comfortable. So the way that I would approach this is I would invite you know, your ex-husband and his new wife out for like a dinner or, you know, somewhere like to a park. And if your child can see you getting along and being kind to this woman and, you know, you both as parents, you and your ex-husband explaining, you know, that each house is going to have similar rules and you try to replicate what both houses are doing so the transition isn't so hard. But the number one thing you need to do here, Debbie, right? Yes, Debbie. And the number one thing I would suggest, Debbie, is just let your child see you feeling safe and being nice to this woman. You don't have to be best friends, but you can all coexist because at the end of the day, it's for your son. But explain to him that there's a difference between being mean and having some rules. Yeah, and I think just to add on to that, a lot of family law and family issues are at the onset, before you get to litigation, potential there's potential preventative steps that you can take. So like the first thing I heard there, and it may just be a word, but is I've confronted my ex. You know, so the first thing is if your child is saying something that's concerning, you do want to investigate, but doing it from an accusatory position is going to get you nowhere fast, I promise you. You're not going to get the truth. You're not going to get a concession. You're certainly not going to get the newly accused stepmom or significant other on board. And it's a hard thing, right? Acclimating two families. So I would say from the first step would be to, you know, have a very open conversation. And yeah, if you can pull off having some sort of dinner and be in a position where you guys are all together and a child can see that functioning, great. If that doesn't work, there are other things that you can do that are probably less helpful, but depending on the circumstance, you might have to implement it. If it's a true safety concern and we know it, there may be other things we need to do. But a lot of times children do come back and they may be saying something that they think a parent would like to hear and the situation may become more exaggerated than possible. So we don't want to ignore children's concerns, but we want to deal with them as parents. And we also don't want to enable our children if they're having an irrational fear or they're mixing or confusing the words mean with discipline. You know, what I would do is I would talk to my son. I would have them explain what they mean by mean or angry. And then I want to validate the child's feelings, but I also don't want to jump on that bandwagon and say, oh, yes, she is awful. I can't believe your dad married her. This, You, you know, you're just going to hate going over there because all you're doing is throwing gasoline on the fire and a five-year-old interprets things way different than a 12-year-old does. So at the end of the day, you guys have to coexist. You have to be a healthy co-parenting family. So like Sam said, take those preventative steps. Maybe say daddy's getting married. There's going to be, you know, his wife and she does things a little bit different than mommy, but really just talk, communicate. And let love rule. And let love rule. All right. <laughs> uh, Kristen, this next one's for you from Letitia in Ontario. Hi, Letitia. She says, I totally love you, ladies. Kristen, this question is for you. How do you not lose it every day working a full-time job, being a managing partner, and having three young kids? I'm barely hanging on with two kids and a part-time job. Well, to be honest, Letitia, I lose my you-know-what 
pretty regularly. Um, I've just gotten really good at losing it and then pulling myself back together. Uh, but don't think that I don't have days where I, you know, might shed a few tears in my closet with the door shut um, or that I have to miss something that's important to one of my kids. Life is a balancing act. But the best thing that I've done for myself, I would say, in the last year is managing my own expectations. I can't be everywhere at every time and I cannot be super mom, super managing partner, super radio personality all at the same time. And there's going to be ebbs and flows. And I used to resent myself for that because I couldn't be perfect at everything. And now I have come to terms that I'm good enough at everything. And I'm just being present and I'm choosing me sometimes. So, Leticia, you got it, girl. You know, we go through these kids, you know, our kids' ages and there's hard patches and there's awesome, you know, periods. And I always tell myself, this too shall pass. We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrop. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. Robert from Los Angeles wrote, can my family law issues be resolved without going into a courtroom? I mean, I think the answer is very clearly maybe, right? And I think the first step is always to try. Uh, You don't want to just run into court unless, of course, you have to. Sometimes you have to if there's an imminent harm or something that can't be resolved by communicating to the other spouse, your ex-spouse, an attorney if they're in play. But we always want to encourage that because... Even if you go through family law litigation and it takes a toll on you, it's really a couple of days, even if it's spread across years of litigation, a couple days in court, and the rest of the time you're living your life. So if you can handle it outside of a court where a third party is making the decision for you rather than you or your ex-spouse, probably that's going to be the best bet. Yeah, Sam and I always start from the premise when we get a new client or we have a consult is what can we try to resolve outside of court? Um, Obviously, if there's domestic violence or there's child abuse claims or other, you know, abuse claims, those are hard to settle outside of court because generally someone doesn't agree to a restraining order (laughs) for themselves. But other than, you know, safety concerns and those type of claims, I always start from the premise of, okay, what's your communication level with your ex? What is What are your priorities? What is most important? And Sam and I are belt and suspenders attorneys. I know you guys have heard us say this a million times, but generally what I do is we file a motion and then we simultaneously try to negotiate and try to settle as much outside of court because you won't get a court date for probably about three months. Then that's sitting in the back of your head for three months going, what's going to happen? What's my visitation? schedule. It affects your normal life. It affects the children and it gets very expensive very fast. So I I think Sam and I do a really good job at settling and I, you know, I try to settle as much as I can. And I can tell you there's a lot of attorneys that 
will not encourage you to settle because they want you to continue paying legal fees. So if you have a question and you wanna know what is the best approach for settlement, what is your strategy, make sure you call the Custody Queens at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. But yes, we can help you settle almost most issues. You just have to have two people that are willing to compromise. Uh, I have David from Fontana wrote in, if I have my kids half of the time and my ex-wife would have them the other half of the time, would there be any child support since our time would be equal? Thanks, custody queens. I'll be calling you soon. Well, sounds like someone's getting divorced. (laughs) Well, um, that's another it depends. So California operates from statewide guideline orders. So if we are creating a child support order, somebody is requesting child support either through the Department of Child Support Services or through the court, the court is going to look at a series of factors. The most important factors are the timeshare and the income of the parties. So while sometimes it occurs that parents have roughly equal timeshares and no support order, that's often because also their income variables uh, are similar. And what I mean by income variables, how much you make. So if somebody makes $100,000 and um, the other parent or spouse makes $20,000 a year, and there is a quote unquote 50-50 custody agreement, if a parent asks for child support in those in that scenario, yes, there is going to be a child support order. And it kind of varies depending on that. On reverse, if you have similar incomes, but different timeshare, then there could also be a support order. So those are the two biggest factors, although there's a lot of other deductions that are placed into the formula. Yeah, we get this question all the time. And remember, don't compare your case to someone else. It varies state to state, um, you know, and it just varies and we always get this question and there can even be a scenario where one parent has the children 90% of the time say that that dad has the children six days a week and mom has you know one day a week there is still under that situation if dad makes you know three four times what mom makes and there's a vast disparity in incomes there's a possibility that dad may still owe mom some child support and you know Sam and I don't make the laws I, I think that there are issues with some of our support laws here in the state of California, but just because you have 50-50 does not mean that there would be no obligation of child support. The, the, The reasoning behind that is the court wants to make sure that the children have the same lifestyle at, at both homes. Yeah, and do us a favor, call us, let us run the potential numbers for you. I know there's a lot of online calculators out there. Um, some of them are okay, but most of them aren't. And it can get really, um, there can be a lot of errors that occur with the information you put in. So make sure you talk to somebody qualified, like someone on the Custody Queens team, and we can help you out with those potential quotes. So call us at 1-800-419-7772 or go to custodyqueens.com and fill out a web inquiry and our team will set you up with one of us. Okay, Ashley from Sunland wrote in, I'm an unmarried single mom. Can my child's father still be legally responsible for paying child support even though he's not listed on the birth certificate? Thanks Queens, I listen every Saturday. So Ashley, I love that name, that's my middle name. Uh, The answer, 
kind of in a summary is yes, just because the father's name is not on the birth certificate does not eliminate his obligation to support that child. So, I mean, I would have a million more questions about this. I always tell someone that as a parent, a single parent, the second that you ask for child support, you need to be prepared that that person will in turn then file a motion to to get custody. And it's not right, it's not wrong. I just always manage my clients' expectations that, you know, if it's super important that they maintain that status of sole legal, sole physical, they have to understand that that may be changed the second they ask for child support. But just because they're not on the birth certificate does not eliminate their obligation to provide for the child. I just have a quick question. If they're saying they're not the father, would you then do paternity tests? Yes. Well, so what what happens is if they're not divorced, then there's a paternity action that would be initiated and the court would have a judgment or finding on paternity and then financial obligations would ensue. A finding on paternity can occur because two parties agree you're dad. They can occur because you're biologically dad. And if there is a dispute as to paternity, the court can order testing to or make either that finding. Part, or either party can request the DNA testing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so there's different ways that you can establish paternity. But so outside of a marriage or a dissolution, you would a, establish paternity, and then B, get the support order that goes along with it. Yeah, and some some people will use the DNA testing kind of as a strategy. I'm not a fan of it, but if someone were to open a case with the Department of Child Support Services and then the other party gets served, that person can basically question paternity and ask for a DNA test. And then in the meantime, until both parties go get the DNA test done and the child does, the court generally will not order any interim visitation at that point until they have a finding of paternity. Yeah, it's a stall tactic. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. Patty from Rancho Cucamonga wrote, Hey ladies, Sam, is it ever hard to work with your best friend every day? Just curious, love you <laughs> no. both. No. Absolutely not. No, me, me and Kristen have a great relationship. You know, I, I always say that I'm Moody Judy, so I'm not the easiest person to always be around. But um, Neither we, am I. We've been working together since 2014, and I think we're doing a pretty good job. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think her and I, we understand each other's boundaries and limits. And I think we can just look at each other and know if we're struggling or having a bad day. So it's providing support to each other because in a lot of aspects, we are going through this together. And I think attorney-wise, we have very similar practices and minds. And it's just, it's recognizing each other's time and being supportive. So I wouldn't change anything. Me either. I love that. Okay, Jessica from North Hollywood wrote in, Hey, Kristen and Sam, I love the show. Kristen, when you prep for a big case and have to go to court, do you take some time away from home before and during the trial? Uh, So most cases don't actually get to the trial phase. And if they do, it can take a really long time. Um, But... Yes, sometimes I am at the office until nine o'clock at night. You know, I always not joke, but I, I, you know, tell my husband, my baby goes to bed around seven and between, you know, work and events and my kids sports, I 
you know, three, four nights a week. I'm not home before the baby goes to bed. So yes, I do whatever I need to do to get my head right, to make sure that I'm prepared. Usually Sam and I are in the office together, you know, on the floor, spread out, making sure that that we're both looking at stuff and making sure we're not missing anything. And I always love a little me time. So any excuse to get a hotel room with the AC on full blast and room service, I will take it. Well, and clarify everything on this, the menu for room service with plenty of dips, right? Yes. I love when they ask me how many it's for, and then I'll say like four, <laughs> just so they don't think that I literally yeah. just ordered nine meals. <laughs> All right. We made it to the last question. So Marcos from your Belinda wrote in, my ex and I were never married and we are no longer together. Our daughter is four and she took her out of state to live without my permission. We have no court orders or anything. Can she legally do that? I'm sick about it. Uh, hi, Marcos. I'm actually from your Belinda, born and raised, land of the gracious living. Um, yeah, this is the call that I hate getting from a potential client because what do Sam and I always say? It is much easier for us to prevent something from happening than it is to undo. So once any you know summons and petition is filed, whether it's for divorce or it's for paternity, and that summons and petition is served on the other part on the other party properly, then there are ATROs that go into effect, which stands for Automatic Temporary Restraining Orders. That prevents either parent from leaving the state with the child absent further court order or written agreement between the parties. So this is one of those situations that you do not want to wait to call an attorney. Because if you were to call Sam and I, when you knew that she was thinking about leaving, we could have run in, filed an ex parte, and got an order that the child isn't allowed to leave the state of California. On the flip side, if mom's been living there for six months and you have no orders, there is nothing preventing her from taking the child out of state. And now we have an artificial status quo. Maybe the child's in school there, maybe the child's in sports. So the longer that mom lives in another state, the harder it's going to be for you, Marco, to undo that. Yeah, and just to, I agree with everything Kristen said, just to add on to that, if you find yourself in a situation where you didn't already initiate an action and serve the other party preventing them from leaving the state without actually violating a court order, there's still potentially something that can be done. If mom or dad, whatever parent left the state, leaves the state, even if they're not violating a court order, if you act quickly, you could still be initiating an action in California because it was the home state of the child. And there's an analysis there. It's somewhat complex. Um, but that still doesn't mean that you don't have to figure out a visitation schedule, whether mom has established another status quo in another state. Maybe she should be the primary caretaker in the court's eyes after an analysis. But then you would also need some visitation rights in California for yourself. But the longer you wait, the harder it will get. So even if you find yourself in the oops, I should called Sam and Kristen before but didn't still call and call immediately so we can see what your options are lifetime so even if he was blindsided because that's what I get from this question that she just up and left and took the kids there's still the something that can be done yes exactly yes and, and people get confused that it's not that the court has jurisdiction to say that mom can never move out of the state the court does have jurisdiction over the child once the summon it's once a summons and petition is filed. So the court can't make any orders about mom living in another state, but they can say that child needs to come back. It's going to 
not it. The child will be primarily residing with dad and here's a visitation schedule for mom. Or on the flip side, we're gonna let the child continue living with mom, but here's a visitation schedule. And you know, everybody listening, it's not just visitation, it's visitation, it's support, and everything that goes along with all of those issues. If dad is living in another state from mom, you're gonna have issues regarded to legal custody, physical custody, support, exchanges, transportation, airfare, all of that stuff. So if you're thinking about it, or you get a hint that someone is moving, call us at 1-800-419-7772. And that really goes for all of the legal issues. Do not wait until the last minute. Follow what Cam left to her note to her younger Don't self. Don't procrastinate. <laughs> Don't procrastinate because you know what? It's less expensive and it's easier for us, the queens, to handle something prior to orders being made. We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrop. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. All right, we made it. All right, well, I think that's it for today. Thank you so much, Cam, for joining us and feeding us questions. Always a pleasure. I love Um, you, ladies. Thank you also for filtering whatever questions you filtered. I will uh, continue to do so. I'm sure there's a lot more and I'm sure we'll have a show on it soon. Yeah, Definitely. and I still don't, you know, towel dry after the shower. <laughs> so them, some things never change. That's hilarious. <laughs> don't Thank you again, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to tune in this Saturday and every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Go Country 105. And make sure you follow us on social media and you visit custodyqueensonair.com for all of our past shows. And remember, remember let love rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between You can count on us, we're the custody queens Yeah, you can count on us, we're the custody The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.